You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning, our Twitter account's at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wim Sanderson 1. Joe, what's your Twitter account? Joe Gaither 6. Joe Gaither 6. If you want to follow the producer of the show, it's up here. He's making coffee this morning, so Joe's making coffee up here now for everybody, so that's a new thing for Joe to be stirring up the coffee, so appreciate that, Joe. I'm going to get a little cup here on, for the second hour. Uh, download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. You can take us with you anywhere you go. And I did say Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter your project. This season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer, for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Yellowwood.com will tell you where the closest dealer is to you, and if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Normal uh, Wednesday for you today. Uh, we'll have JC at the bottom of the hour. We'll have Bill Cameron at 8.15, and i uh, love to have your phone calls in between. Guys, I met Tom last night. Tom was out at my game, so Tom, I appreciate you coming out there. I've talked to Tom hundreds of times, but never have met him. It's always nice to meet the people, Dad, that uh, yeah. call the show. And I know okay, you guys, yeah. guys had a good time last night here up in uh, Carbon Hill last night. We did. So. I'll talk talk about that a minute. But first, I want to congratulate you on going in there and beating beating a team. Of course, they beaten you twice, and but this was a big win for you. And uh, um, your son, my grandson Blake, was with us, and um, he uh, kept kept me up with a score. Tell our listeners what happened last night before I thank Carbon Hill. Well, I was just, uh, the kids played great. I had a sophomore guard jump up and get 27, uh, which, uh, is nice because they run a, as I say, a boxing one on one. Did they run a boxing one on your guy? Yeah, they ran a boxing one. And then when that guy got going, they ended up going, Joe, they went to a triangle and two. I didn't work against the triangle and two. So they get a triangle zone and chase two guys, but, uh, Anyway, we uh, we played well. We shot the ball well. I don't know how many threes we made, but Walker McKee had 18. I think another kid, Blake Henderson, had 11. And uh, they made a little run late, but it, we were up two at the half, a hard fault, and then we hit some shots in the second half. And we uh, extended the lead there a little bit in the second half, but it was never comfortable till the bitter end. We have to go to Joe, go to play Aliceville on Aliceville's home floor for the area championship. But – uh, both teams will move on, and uh, so it should. Be. The Alafield people are great. Uh, they they do a great job of hosting. They're they're very knowledgeable. They they pull for their team. But I did have one guy, Joe. How would you have answered this? Had a guy come up to me 
after the game, oh, this is a fan. He said, "Now, now, is your daddy is your daddy Bobby Knight?" What would you have said, Joe? Oh, uh, <laughs> I said no, I, no. I said no. I said Wimp said, "Oh yeah, he had Robert Ory." And he said, "Yeah." Uh, now I don't know where he got Bobby Knight from, Dad. But anyway, so uh, he wanted to know if I was Bobby Knight's son. You might have could have dog cussed him and got away with it and said yes, since uh, you were. Yeah, I was like, well, "What was that?" Uh, was I acting that ugly on the sideline? I didn't think I was. But uh, anyway, I was asked if I was bobbing that. So tell us about Carbon Hill. Who well, I want to thank Carbon Hill people, McLean Burroughs and his group did a terrific job. Got to see so many people and have a picture made with a thousand of them and got to make a little talk at uh, between the girls' game and the men's game. And I, our Carbon Hill's got a beautiful new school compared to what you know, that, the school that Annette and I uh, – or lived behind is burned to the ground, and uh, very nice place. And they did they did a great job in in inter, introducing me. I've never, uh, I mean, he did. I told him that he could use that at my funeral. I was unbelievably important, but I appreciate them everything that they did. And it was a nice nice uh, gesture of them to think of me. And sixty three years since I've been back, since I was there to. So how many of the players came back, Joe? And I got to know that you kept we lost. Talking. We lost. Um, one of the sad parts about it: uh, the nine kids that we had. Got a picture on my wall. I want you to keep Barry. Uh, we've lost five of them. Death. Yeah, but how many, did any of them come back last no, night? No, we did. Well, had my manager Billy McDonald came back. Um, uh, Doug Key was one of my great players. Having stroke last night, another mm. stroke, Dang. and. Um, is not good, and so we didn't have anybody except uh, Billy McDonald came, and I appreciate him coming. We just had had some tragedy. You know, sixty three years is a long time, and and um, one of them wanted to come so bad, we lived in Atlanta and couldn't get there. So I enjoyed it, and I want to thank McLean and them for doing what they did. Okay, that that's over, and uh, we're going. On. They won the game, I'm sure. I didn't take for all of it, but uh, they beat Fayette pretty good, and somebody. One of his coaches came by and had me a phone and said, Mike Davis wants to talk to you. He called Mike in Detroit. I talked to Mike for a minute. We're going to have Antoine on, hopefully, Friday. He's a good shooter for Mike. Okay. Auburn goes to A&M last night, folks. A&M gets by 83-78, which means that they're 9-2 they're and two in the league and, uh, you know, slightly above uh, Tennessee because Tennessee plays Vanderbilt tonight. Ole Miss goes to Georgia and wins their uh, wins their second road game. Although they struggle and towards the bottom, they beat uh, Georgia seventy eight seventy four. South Carolina um, played uh, Missouri last night. Missouri continues to do fairly well. Uh, they beat uh, a South Carolina team eighty three to seventy four. Big thing that probably was going to put Arkansas in the NCAA tournament is they go to they go to Kentucky. And they win eighty-eight to seventy-three. Um, they only attempted nine. Wasn't many three shot in either one of those in that game at all. One shot nine. One, each one of them shot nine threes or something. And um, so it was a really big win for Arkansas to go in there. They don't shoot the three very well at all. Um, the Green kid. I'm not sure why folks uh, Joe might know did not play. Uh, he wasn't listed on the roster thing. So I and I never did hear what the uh, the guy that announced this, the games said. So um, Auburn gets clobbered by uh, A&M twice, 
and they still have to go to Kentucky and to uh, they'll have Tennessee at home. So they're kind of about like what we thought. Now tonight, uh, if you want if you want to know anything about those games and what I and what I thought in the uh, in the uh, Auburn A and M game, folks, A and M went to the line thirty nine times and made thirty one. Auburn went to the line fourteen times and made nine. I know, but you said, but stop fouling. Yeah, just because it. I think sometimes just when people see there's a strip, it's well, free I know throws, about it. I didn't wanna, make it. I'm, but people want to see it officiating. On. I don't know. I didn't see the game. Well, I'm not. I'm not arguing about the officiating. My only point is that uh, that uh, when you look at the stats and try to see the reason that somebody had a better chance to win than somebody else. That was the reason, because they were pretty even. I don't know. I'm sure they called them right. I'm not arguing about that. Indiana uh, beat Rutgers. Uh, Connecticut, who played very good against Alabama, beat Marquette. Kansas State beat a TCU team that is not in very good shape still. Um, North North Carolina uh, got beat by Wake. Uh, Most of you know that Duke got clobbered by Miami the night before. And Virginia beat NC State. Virginia and NC State are both both be NCAA teams, and they play very very well. As it stands today, only one undefeated team in the league, Alabama, um, ten and zero. They will play tonight at eight o'clock against a Florida team that is, I think, gotten better. They did beat Tennessee at home. Good win for them. We'll see what happens there. A and M uh, and Tennessee and Vanderbilt play tonight. Uh, Tennessee's at Vanderbilt. Tennessee, uh, uh, I assume, like uh, 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 Kentucky, uh, like uh, Auburn, they should start shooting the basketball better, and uh, they they have not done that. So Tennessee's at Vanderbilt tonight, and that's a six o'clock game, folks. The eight o'clock games are LSU at Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State's playing a little better. They beat Missouri at home, and Florida is at Alabama. And that will be on ESPN two. If for some reason you can't make it, so that's the scores. And I welcome your calls about any basketball or what football. No, uh, LeBron James did break the scoring record last night. People are going crazy about that. So, whatever. all right, uh, guys, I, I'm I've got to take this time, Joe uh, Blake, my son, who Dad uh, just mentioned. He said wa- he won the game. Yeah, he, wa- he watched some tape and he sent me some notes. Now I just got a message from him that I didn't give his scout any respect. Yeah, last night that he will be watching Aliceville today to crack that code. So <laughs> if we don't beat Aliceville, that will be Blake's fault since he's taking credit for the win. Yeah, we got to take credit for the loss. Yeah, we got we got to take credit for it all. So Blake, Blake, break down both of those films. I need your notes by four o'clock. We got practice at four fifteen. All right, Dad, we get to go to the Yellowwood Hotline. I finally got to meet the legend last. Night. I didn't even know he was there till after the game. Let's get Tom in the show. Tom, it was nice to meet you last Morning, night. Morning, Tom. Likewise, Barry. Coach, uh, congratulations on being honored at Carbon Hill. I think that's Thank fantastic. You. Appreciate it. Barry, I enjoyed your game. I thought you did a fabulous job with your team. But uh, I wanted to come in. I got to visit with a couple of you. You know, after uh, – you and uh, Byron were down there, and I spoke to you and, yeah. and introduced myself. And I, I got to talk to a couple of your kids. What some fine kids you got! Yeah, I'm lucky. 
I really am. Like, really good kids. What, and, and they played so hard and yeah. good. Uh, and, and you did such a uh, – you've done a great job with them. Well, I appreciate it, Tom. Uh, when you shoot well, it makes you look good. And uh, we had some guys shoot the ball really well last night. Uh, so that's fun. To, when you shoot it, it's fun. And we, we had a sophomore kid that's – he scored some this year, but nothing like he did last night. He ended up getting 27 then – of course, the other kid, Walker McKee, uh, they were boxing the one. You saw they chased him everywhere, but he ended up getting eight, oh, yeah. 18. Yeah. He, so. but you know what? He he just kept relentlessly uh, pursuing all night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I really admired that team. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of my favorite all-time sports teams was a girls' team over here at PA, uh, a softball team. And, and they had a mentality similar to uh, your kids. And I mean, they might get beat, but by God, they wasn't going easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and I love that team. I, uh, my wife and me, we followed them and uh, enjoyed them. And, uh, and and I was telling her when I got home last night, I said, "Well, I saw the equal to that <laughs> to that team." And uh, and I, I I sure enjoyed. Uh, the way you handle them and the, and the way y'all played. Well, Tom, I appreciate it. Uh, I think there'll but be. But now you know. Now Friday when I come, I, I'm not going to be able to pull for you. I understand. And uh, uh, you better no, get you uh, better get there early, uh, Tom. Friday that place will be jam packed in there on Friday. Uh, well, I I hate to say this on the radio, but I got clout. And uh, all right, all right, good, good. <laughs> anyway. Congratulations, Barry. I enjoyed it. Nice. Now, now, Dad, they do it right. Now, they got the fryers out there. They're frying the fish. They're frying the chicken fingers. The, they they do it right in Aliceville. They cleared that gym, and then they brought the in for the Aliceville game, and I did stay for that game. It, it was a really good game up until the fourth quarter, and then Aliceville uh, pushed it out. But, man, they got great fans there. They support their team. It, it's fun to see. What time's that game? 7 o'clock. It's fun to see. Uh, people support their kids, and they do that at Aliceville, Tom. I know you know it firsthand. I, I love, I love Aliceville. I love the school and uh, uh, the kids and everything. It's a lot of fun around here, and uh, we enjoy it. But listen, I really enjoyed meeting you last night. I appreciate the, appreciate the job you do. Thank you, Tom. All right, uh, there's Tom there, and that was awesome uh, to get to find him. You know, we talk to people so many times and don't ever meet them, and. Uh, Man, Tom's a good-looking guy, Joe. Uh, is in there, and he waited for me, and he knows a friend of mine, Byron, uh, that's our BSN rep, and uh, got to meet Tom, so I'm glad he was there. Royal Cleaners, pick up and delivery. They want to make life easy for you. Give them a call, 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you, pick up the cleaning, the casual golf shirts, the suits, the dresses, whatever you have that need to be cleaned. Get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You want to drop off? They got three locations: University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or forty-eight fifty-one Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, once again, two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. We'll open up the phone lines again: two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. You list a Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 77, emergency crews there. Another one on Alabama 171 southbound at Pruitt Loop. McFarland remains closed at Veterans Memorial Parkway. Business is so good right now at Townsend Nissan, they need extra help in sales and in service. Go by and see BJ or Kylan today at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. A TPD officer and domestic violence suspect exchanged fire during a chase in central Tuscaloosa earlier this morning. The area around McFarland Boulevard Memorial Parkway intersection was closed for some time as the multi-agency Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit investigated the incident. There has been no word on whether the officer or suspect was wounded. Click TuscaloosaThread.com throughout the day for updates. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. The radio stations of Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa want to make your big game tailgate party better with Pepsi. One winner will win a big game tailgate party with a big 60-inch flat screen. Te- Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. The chance of a few widely scattered showers, the high 73. Tonight, cloudy and becoming windy. Rain, a few thunderstorms arriving, mainly after midnight, the low at 60. Tomorrow, rain tapers off during the morning, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Great Southern. Build it. Build it to last. Only one option. Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want to argue to the Yellowwood hotline. We'll get Mike into the show. Good morning, Mike. Hey, morning. Barry. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? Great, great. Several years ago, my uh, son played high school ball, and we ended up going over to Alice Ford playing. And I tell you, <laughs> that was the best-smelling place I have ever been. And yeah. when I walked in... Uh, one of the ladies, I made a comment about, boy, that smells good. And she uh, handed me some fish. Yeah. Didn't charge me. It didn't hit me what she was doing till I sat down. When I went in the gym with that, every parent on my son's team had to go get fish. So <laughs> Where'd you get that? She, she yeah. said that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. I agree. That is a really wonderful uh, atmosphere. One of the better ones I think I ever saw. So. Yeah, I was anyway. uh, I was standing there watching the second game last night, and the officials they bring officials from other areas to come. These guys did a good job, and I asked. I said, "Man, it's a tough two area, tough two area." He said, "Man, I love calling these type of games in in these atmospheres with that place full like that. Every it just it makes it feel special for the kids, which was is what it's all about. So, Aliceville people do it right for sure." Yeah, and a very positive. It was yeah, not. There yeah. was no negative at all. It was great. And 
One other thing, real quick, and I'll let you guys go, but uh, this is really for Coach uh, Sanderson. I was a trainer with Bill McDonald. I was one of his students when I was in school, and uh, he always gave Coach credit for bringing him to Tuscaloosa. So, Coach, I want to thank you for doing that because he's certainly been a, a major impact in my life. So, yeah, it's Bill's great been a, yesterday on the radio. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Bill's been a, a great great did a great job as a son that won at Georgia Tech one at Alabama and he's uh you know meant a lot to me when I was getting started at Carbon Hill and we got him to, to Alabama and he's been very successful there and I got to visit with him last night set by him actually at the game so uh appreciate you mentioning Bill. Thank you. You bet you Thank bet you. and uh, y'all have a good afternoon. Thanks Mike. All, all right there's Mike uh, all right get up to North Alabama here Yellowwood Hotline Bryce and good morning Bryce Good morning, buddy. Congratulations on winning your game. Thank you, sir. Hey, Coach uh, Wimp, congratulations yep. on getting out of it. Oh, thank you. But, uh, you thank deserve you. it. You deserve it. Uh, Barry, I asked Joe a question yesterday. I'm going to ask you the same question. Okay. If you're a general manager and or a, a NFL owner, good choice between two quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, which one would be your choice? Uh, probably depends on the receivers and all that I have, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, uh, Bryce. Uh, who would you take? I would take Jalen Hurts, hands down. Would you? Yeah. I, yeah, Dad, who would, Why? You, who would you like to have, uh, Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott, Dad, if you're getting to choose one? Um, uh, probably Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to look at Hertz's record in the playoffs and look at uh, Dak. He's been in it, what, eight years or more, hasn't he? I don't know. I'll be guessing if I told that, you. That sounds years. about right. Yeah. And he's got one playoff win versus how many Hertz has gotten. He's been in it uh, three, three years. Yeah. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. They're both good Good guys, I think, to try to play the game the right way. Uh, but you know, right now, Jalen Hurts is the hot, hot guy. So you, you know, you would tend to say Hurts, but uh, I think Dak probably throws the ball a little bit better. Jalen's a little bit more of a leader and a better runner. You ain't gonna go wrong with either one of those guys. Well, there's some people have what you call it, and Hurts has got it because I remember the first game that I saw Hurts play in. Do you remember what he did the first play of the ball game when he, when he was in there, Barry? He got sacked, didn't he? Nope. He fumbled, yeah, he got sacked. He fumbled the ball. That's correct. Yeah. Pretty good memory by me. Me and one of my Texas associates was at that game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was his coming out party. Because yeah. he, he played when Brake Barnett started. But he was like a deer in the headlights. Hurts, uh, I remember that game so well. You know. Well, I like to hear Jalen talk about um, how the time here at Alabama really made him who he is. You know, it was a very difficult time, but, you know, how he handled it. And I'm sure when he got back to the Spartan or wherever he was, uh, in closed doors, he didn't handle it as well as he did in the public. But you never knew it. And the way the guy handled it uh, in front of his teammates and then to be ready – when his time was called again, the next time it came back around. Oh yeah, remember that too. Yeah, remember that. Too? Yeah, he won that game for. Us. Hey, uh, 
Uh, who am I pulling for or who's going to win? Yeah. I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts. I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts, but I'm afraid Patrick Mahomes and them are going to win. But I'm well, pulling for Hurts and the Eagles. Well, you know, we got Alabama's got four players on that team representing them. But as far as I know, unless I've missed somebody, they used to have somebody on there. Kansas City did, but uh, the uh, but, but I don't think they're on there anymore. But uh, you know who's lives besides Jerry Jones, don't you? Who's that? Is say that again. Uh, the the guys that that owned the the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't think of that guy's name. The two brothers, Lamar Hunt. Lamar Hunt. No, that's that's the dad. I think Lamar's passed on. Lamar's yeah. passed away. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Uh, but it's one of the one of the Hunt brothers. I can't remember his name. That's Julius name. And that's the reason why he paid his quarterback so much money, you know, because the guy from Kansas City paid his that much. Yeah. That's what the rumor was in Dallas. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, Bryce. Well, good luck. You said Friday night is when you play? Yeah, Friday night. So, uh, Thank you, Bryce. So if you win Friday, uh, you get a home game the next Tuesday. If you lose, you have to go on the road. Um, and then we match up with Area 7, which is B.B. Comer, which is in Sylacauga, and Central Coosa, which that is in Rockford, Alabama. I looked that up this morning. It's two hours to Rockford. You ever been to Rockford, Alabama? No, but uh, if you go, I hope you don't have to go to Sylacauga because that means you lost. But <laughs> if you do, I'll be there for sure. Well, I may have to go to Rockford. It depends. They have to play their championship. They play it oh. tomorrow night. So, uh, all right, uh, we'll take the break here. We'll get JC in. First in Main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath, beautiful condominiums right there in the historic district of downtown Norport. Washer and dryer are included with the condominium the stainless steel appliances all granite countertops in these condos internet and direct tv come with each condominium for free 10 foot ceilings large patios with upper level river views easy access to the river walk they're gated with a security camera as i said right there in the historic district so right there in that neat little area right there where billy's and city cafe and all the little shops are you just walk right uh, down to your condominium. If you want to go downtown for dinner or to shop, you just go right over the bridge. Two minutes, literally, you're there. Five minutes to the University of Alabama. 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room. One month free rent. JC's next. This is the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama baseball has released its national television schedule for the 2023 season. Alabama softball head coach Patrick Murphy announced Team 27's senior days. The Birmingham Stallions have released their 2023 schedule. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center and Active Traffic Morning, we got a wreck westbound on 2059 at exit 79. We've also got one on 171 southbound at Pruitt Loop Road, and McFarland remains closed at Veterans Memorial. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention all women who use Tylenol or other medications containing acetaminophen, including NyQuil or DayQuil, while pregnant. If you are looking becoming windy, rain, a few thunderstorms arriving, mainly after midnight, the low at 60. Tomorrow, rain tapers off during the morning, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Put your tree pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He is the owner of the TheBigSpur.com. Uh, several podcasts that he does each and every week whenever he can tie Mike Morgan down. J.C. Sherbert. Good morning, J.C. How you doing, my man? Hey, J.C. Good morning. Good to be with you guys today. Uh, J.C., do you think, um, not if you have a like a lower level job, like if you're in Texas, San Antonio or something, you're going to come to Alabama regardless. But if you have a really, really good job, do these coaches look at maybe how a fan base can be completely unrealistic? How, and I don't know if you follow this close because you're not here in, in, in Alabama, but they, they ride these coordinators. Like Nick Saban never gets any criticism. They ride these coordinators like, Nothing I have ever seen. And even these assistant coaches, people talk about wanting to get them out of here and get so-and-so in. Does that ever hurt you in trying to hire a guy where he says, man, look, I'm not going over there. I don't want to be part of an unrealistic fan base. Or is that just me talking? I think in certain certain schools it does. I mean, I think that – you know, assistant coaches are very mercenary-like. You know, they're not guaranteed. You know, these days you may have a two- or three-year deal, but nothing like being a head coach and, you know, the, the life-changing financial situation that that would become. I mean, it's good money, don't get me wrong. But uh, it's, uh, you know, you want to be careful. But I think as opposed to maybe like an Auburn where, you know, they're changing head coaches yeah. frequently. Uh, and and you know that they're probably not going to bail on the head coach, uh, but you know right away. But there's a coordinator, you know, that they could get the chopping block uh, if things don't go well in a given season. Basically, one year at Alabama, though. Honestly, and I, and I understand the fans complain and ride them, but you're somewhat insulated because Nick Saban is not going to listen to that. Yeah, you know he's not going to. You know he's going to make a change. When he, if he feels like he needs to make a change. <laughs> and they've had so much transition with assistant coaches. Uh, and so many assistant coaches that have come there 
um, even if they're not part of the, the save and rehab or whatever, and made a you know, springboarded that the head coaching job, which is again life changing money. Um, that you almost can't, you know, it, it's a hard, you have a hard time turning it down. Uh, even with the pressure that comes of being a place like Bama, just because you know the money's going to be good, you, you know you're going to get to coach some of the best players in the country, uh, and and that makes a big difference too, you know, because a lot of times fans, uh, I think, overvalue coaches and undervalue players. Um, even if you're an average coach, if you have the best players, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot, you know, and be successful and have that opportunity. Um, and Alabama has some of the best players in the country. So <laughs> year in and year out. And uh, so I think just because of who Nick Saban is and what he's accomplished, you know, yes, the fans are going to complain and, and, and your wife and kids may see something on social media that's ugly or whatever, but that's just part of it. So I don't know that there's coaches out there at any other job right now, you know, maybe Georgia that look at it and go, ah, fans are going to complain and throw me under the bus. I, I don't know that I'm going to go there. Uh, but if it were any other situation, I think that does impact things because, you know, you've got other schools that, that aren't winning, that don't have the best players, that, you know, they sort of need a, a scapegoat slash sacrificial lamb or something to give people hope. But that didn't really happen at Bama. You know, I, I think that uh, – David makes the moves he makes when he feels like he should make them. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just kind of how, how it is. I mean, I, I don't I don't even know necessarily. You know, sometimes head coaches will make changes. You won't even know it. In other words, hey, why don't you go look for a job? <laughs> and, uh, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden they take a job. And it's like, all right, well, there you go. <laughs> Oh, it took another job. Whatever do we do? You know, and I'm not saying that happened with Golding and O'Brien, but you know, it does happen. Yeah, at different places. So, sure. I, 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 I think Alabama is a unique situation. I think your point is spot on, but I, I'm just not sure that people are going to turn down coming there and working because of you know, if Saban was the type of coach too that actually got out there and fired everybody every year. Um, you know, most of the guys that have left have left on their own, uh, at least as far as we know. I mean, I think that may be a different story, too. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, <laughs> I mean, Tommy Reese has left his alma mater to come uh, to Alabama. So that's, uh, that says a lot. Yep, yep. Sometimes you can be a victim of your own success. Not many times, but it's so different uh, in coaching. You can you can win so big, and then you fall down. They want to fire you, and you're kind of a victim of your own success. That's not going to happen here. Um, from what I can gather around some people uh, in the last few days, uh, Coach likes it. He likes change. He liked these guys he had, but he likes change. And it doesn't bother him as much as people might think. I do think, though, that um, – Tommy Reese is going to be quite different. Uh, they're not going to throw it near as much. The fans are going to wonder why everybody else is throwing it and Alabama's not. They're going to try to go back, I guess, to hard, hardcore football, maybe a little bit, running back for good. Uh, the passer, Mark Roy, whatever his name is, is questionable passer. We don't know who's going to be the best quarterback of the other three. Uh, 
but I think he I think he's a he's a hire that uh, maybe a tad off the wall. Um, the defensive guys successful. They he, they feel close to each other, known each other. He likes him, um, but I think the offensive guy is a little bit of a gamble. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, I think, like, thinking back to it, I guess since uh, they hadn't had a guy like this as the OC since Major Applewhite, I mean, it, it's been, you know, old pro guys or, or McElwain and Nussmeyer, uh, Lane Kiffin, Brian Dable, Steve Sarkeesian, all into Bill O'Brien. So, you know, it's been a lot of like ex NFL guys or guys that have coordinated in the league or called plays in the league or guys that have been head coaches, you know, that kind of thing. And Tommy's sort of an up and comer. I mean, I think he was promoted from within at yeah. Notre Dame by Brian Kelly. So he didn't want uh, to go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. His style is different. You know, it, it, it's a, I watched a lot of Notre Dame this year, including the Gator Bowl. It, Look, they'll put points on the board. Don't get me wrong. Notre Dame has a pretty tricky passing game. They use the tight ends a lot. Uh, but it is a fundamentally based power run system. And so I, I think I think that's what Saban's trying to do is maybe get back to, you know, I read somewhere it was like, well, uh, Saban's z- zigging when everybody else is zagging. And uh, I don't know that's a bad thing. Now, do I think Alabama's going to be completely grounded? Uh, and, and never throw the ball. No, I, I think they'll be fine in that regard, especially if the if Simpson wins the quarterback job or whatever. But uh, I do think that um, you know I do think you're going to see a little bit different style out of the Crimson Tide, you know, this year uh, as far as lining up and, and physically beating people like they used to. Uh, I think that's uh, you know that can work. Georgia Georgia showed that Georgia didn't even have a dominant tailback this year or good receivers. You know they were, but they uh, lined up and just beat the snot out of you and made made you chase them all over the field. Uh, let me and, uh, ask that you one. Pretty good. Sorry. Let me ask you one other thing before Barry comes back. Uh, South Carolina suspended three players over a gun situation or whatever it was. I'm not sure you can tell me tell us that. Is there is there problems in South Carolina? Can he keep that thing going high, at a high tempo? Is it is it? Uh, I, I know three kids don't mean everything, but you have to be careful with your discipline there. He's a kind of an easy guy, I think. Yeah, they're immediately suspended. They there's, a, there's three freshmen really. Now one of the guys has been there for a while, like he was a redshirt freshman. But uh, you know the law, you know the law states you cannot have a gun on campus, and these guys apparently went out shooting. Shooting range, uh, and I think it's fair to ask why they had the rifle in their possession to begin with. But, um, they brought it back to the dorm, and I, I think that if I were a young person, I, I probably, you know, it, I, I could see where it wouldn't register in your mind that the dorm is on campus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dorm to me would be like a living area, your private residence, or something. And, it's not like you're carrying it into class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is what I think the spirit of that law was about. But, you know, you can't have a gun at a school in the state of South Carolina. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just policy. And so, and then, uh, I don't know that they were the most cooperative, uh, when it came to that. And I think there's an obstruction of justice charge 
kind of mixed in there as well. But, you know, these guys will lawyer up. I'd, I'd be surprised if all three were back. I think there's some, some room for interpretation for a couple of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's an isolated thing. South Carolina, man, when Lou Holtz was there, and Barry, you were there during this time, they used to have all kinds of issues. Yeah. Early, early Spurrier era, guys stealing laptop computers and things. I mean, it was a... Uh, it was not a program where, I mean, it was like every other week you'd hear something. And Spurrier did a good job of cleaning that up. And Will Muschamp recruited a lot of solid individuals. And so was Shane Beamer. I mean, these were all three Beamer recruits that, that got in trouble. But I don't know that there's any reason for alarm right now um, with regards to, uh, you know, the team discipline and things like that. I, I think this is kind of just a, a mistake these guys made because they're young and dumb. And uh, probably, I, I would guarantee you, it did not register that, oh, this is part of the campus, you know, and then the, the, the place where the athletes stay, too, is almost off campus, kind of in its own area. So I guarantee you that's what they just didn't register. And uh, unfortunately, there are consequences, and they should have known better, but uh, this is kind of life, you know, a lesson learned. Uh, JC, Going back to the hires here, obviously Tommy Reese is a guy that coach doesn't know that well. So, but the second hire for the coordinator, Kevin Steele, somebody he is very familiar with, his third time here at Alabama. Uh, how much does that help, coach? Where he he already knows the terminology, he knows how to work for coach, which I think is important. Uh, he'd have to run around to the other assistant coaches and say, "Hey, what?" What makes this guy mad? What do I need to do? They already know there's a familiarity there. How much does that help with the guy coming on the defensive side of the football? I think it's huge. I think you know, Kevin Steele was what? He was uh, Saban's first defensive yeah. coordinator, right? Yeah. Um, and he's been back. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's huge. I, I think I think Saban's going to get back to just reading the tea leaves on these hires. Kind of what Alabama used to be. Um, and if you kind of look around the country, I mean, who's the most dominant team right now? It's Georgia. Yeah. And look at what Georgia's doing. They're just beating people to death, and Alabama's certainly capable of it. I I, uh, you know, I haven't heard Nick Saban say this, but my guess would be that, you know, uh, this year, past year's team is a little bit too finesse for his liking. And um, uh, I think that, you know, this is an opportunity changing up the scheme on offense and getting back to playing "quote unquote" Nick Saban defense with a guy that he trusts and's known for years. Um, I think I think I think it's what they're trying to get back to: run the ball, play defense, be physically dominating. Uh, and obviously, Kevin Steele, man, his track record speaks for itself. Um, I bet he's glad to get out of Miami, <laughs> but uh, you know that's uh, that, that that's kind of a sneaky good hire because. Uh, I think I think that means that you're going to see the Nick Saban defense really kind of blossom again and, and, and be dominant, you know, because they'll all be not not that he and Coach Golding weren't, but I, obviously with Kevin Steele, they're all going to be on the same page. Yeah, no doubt that. Um, basketball wise, do you, do you and Mike talk at all about what you think's going on at uh, at Kentucky or? Or y'all kind of keep that quiet? Well, we've been talking about it a little bit. Um, I, I don't – Kentucky, I mean, it's 
it's one of those things where I think that with how they do it up there, you can get a and it's it's a shame because I mean they spent how much in NIL money getting everybody back. Um, I think thinking they're going to win it all, and but there's just something about this team that's just not it doesn't click. Um, maybe they're not as good as some other folks. I mean, they can't shoot. You know, you mentioned that. And that's, you know, that happens when, when you when you recruit a bunch of a bunch of guys that are you know close to getting that big payday in the NBA. You know, sometimes they they act like NBA players, uh, yeah. and NBA players, as we know. Uh, they don't always uh, show up for 82 games, right? Yeah. I, uh, so that's the deal there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you mentioned the word NIL. You know, I've had a couple of coaches I talked to that go against not not just forget Alabama. That go against uh, people, and, and and they they tell me that there are some schools that are you just can't imagine what they're giving these kids. Um. And they threw out some figures to me, which I won't even get into. But in uh, and, and, and when you in go college to college basketball, yeah, uh, football, football and basketball. But you go to a school, and that running back is is really good, and you're trying to get him, and you find out the offer. Uh, there was one, I think, here in in the state of Alabama that Alabama didn't get, and that. Uh, the price just continues to stay jacked up all the time. Uh, In it, the answer to all that, all that is, it's cheating, but not cheating. That, that's the answer to all this crap. Because I, I recruited for a hundred years. It's cheating, but not cheating now. And there, there, there can't be. And we had Jay Billis on, and he's all for that. And I didn't want to get any fuss about that on the radio. I appreciate him being on. I just didn't want. I just didn't want to get started with it. Barry asked him a couple. Yeah, of we we had Jay on our podcast, and I just don't. I, and I, you know, he he tells you what's really good, but he doesn't finish it. And and the finish yeah. part of it is, it can't be finished. In recruiting, it cannot be finished. I don't give a crap if you put a. A, a total on it or whatever you do, it, it, it can't be finished. It, it, it just can't. And it, it's, it's got us a mess. Yeah. And, and, um, and like I said, I mean, I, I agree in theory with Jay about name image likeness, but it, it, that's not what it's become. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing too, on the flip side of it, you, you do hear things about, you know, certain players out of high school in football, getting offered a bunch of money. And, and I think a lot of schools in that sport have become wiser to it because, yeah, there was a young man that signed with an SEC school this past year and heard his number. And I was like, man, that's that guy. There's one of those guys in every class, probably five or six. And I was like, so you have to ask yourself, you know, are, are we going to, because there's still, even with, some of the schools that have millions and millions, they're still finite resources, right? You're still going to run out of money at some point. You can't pay everybody a million a year or whatever. So do you take that money and do you use it to keep your, you know, all-American offensive guard from hitting the transfer portal where his market value is probably up there? Or do you take a chance on some kid who's not, who's a really good Running back prospect, right? But, but not a not a complete program changer. Yeah. You know, there, there's only a handful of those, and they don't come along every year. So, 
you know, I, I think that's the question some schools are asking. Um, I haven't seen, you know, uh, I think the big school this year that, that put out the NIL cheddar was, again, Miami. Um, and we'll see ultimately what becomes of, of that situation. But uh, I, I do think, you know, I think A&M probably kind of backed off a little bit this cycle, uh, just to be honest, because I, I think probably they feel like it blew up in their face a little bit. So, um, as you see that moving forward, that's the thing. Now, portal guys are different depending on how proven they are. And then in basketball, especially with the transfer portal, it's completely different because, you know, it, it's a lot – you're a lot closer to determining your ultimate value in basketball than football um, and all that. So, you know, and that's the thing. And I'll say this, too, about, about college basketball uh, – you know, the AAU thing has evolved through the years. And, you know, I'm just not sure that, you know, looking at the results of the NCAA tournament and all that, that older teams with guys that care aren't going to beat teams with more talent, uh, you know, most of the time uh, in the tournament. Just because, and it's been happening a lot, you know, just because, some of these guys that are the elite guys, they play all this AAU ball. And have you ever? I've never seen a guy fall down on the court and cry if he loses an AAU championship game. <laughs> no. You know? Have you ever seen that? Never no. seen it. No. No. Uh, while, we're, while we're on this, uh, let me mention this too. I don't know. I should or not, but I will. Uh, Tennessee does whatever they are doing, whatever they can to get players. They tell me yeah. Hypo, uh, how you pronounce it? Hypo. 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 When he goes in and visits with kids, never mentions anything. As low key as he he's low key with them. Now he's low key with them when he goes into the homes. He's low key with them when they get there. He's low key. Period. He's in the corner. He doesn't. He doesn't discuss. I, I'll give you this. Or that. He just doesn't do it. And I don't know how many other coaches work it like that, but uh, that's the best way to do it if you've got assistant coaches who can get the guy there. But I thought the way the guy presented it to me was very interesting to me. He just, you know, you think a guy going, we, we know, won't you this, that, that. He, he just he doesn't do it that way. And um, I think in the East, uh, they're the up-and-coming program behind Georgia. Well, I, th- I think they certainly are uh, recruiting well um, in the top ten and uh, all that. I love what they've done in the state of North Carolina. That used to be, I mean, shoot, Leonard Little, Marquez North. I mean, name your guy from that state that went to Tennessee and did well. Um, and, and I do think Hypel being a little bit understated helps because their collective uh, has been kind of at the forefront of the NIL thing. Yeah, and so I think you got a nice yin and yang there, uh, to where the kind of the coaches just handle the football end of it, and you know the collective handles that part of it, and obviously it's uh, you know they've they've done pretty well financially. So yeah, yeah I, I think I think that works, and 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 I think the thing with Josh Heupel is this: it's uh, it's the offense, man. I mean they yeah, you know they love to throw it's it. Fun to play in that system. I think he proved it last year. Uh, I thought their defense after the South Carolina game really turned a corner. I mean, they shut Bandy out until close to the 14. So, you know, I, I think 
people see Tennessee, kids see Tennessee as a fun place to be. Um, I think it's always been attractive to recruits, but I think now with the offense and kind of the blend they have, uh, that that's going to continue to allow them to to get the players in. I mean, Tennessee's a recruiting program. I mean, they have to recruit well they do. to be good. Right. Their You're state right. has more players than maybe it used to, but they're so far away in their state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not really in the state of Tennessee, and they're not where they in yeah. minorities. Yeah. They're in like Western North Carolina, really. Yeah, I mean, it's. Right. Uh, I just I just got back from the the Knoxville Gatlinburg area, and yeah, it, it's far. I mean, it's three hours from Nashville, six from Memphis. Um, you know, shoot, you can Memphis. You, I mean, you're closer to. I think you're closer to Mississippi, Mississippi State, and Alabama uh, than you are to University. Well, we can get to Memphis in no time. Highway 22. We can get a lot quicker than than uh, Knoxville. Yeah. Can get to Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis is, uh, you know, I mean, and that's that's where a lot of players are in Tennessee. But so they have to recruit and recruit well, and and, and, and to a certain extent, recruit nationally. So, you know, I think they've done a good job, and I, I think uh, I think you'd probably pick them second in, in, the, in the East coming up this season, uh, based on how they finished with Joe Milton at quarterback and him coming back and. Uh, you know, they're still going to have a lot of talent. Uh, I, I think in two years, I think their defense probably is about two years away from, from being where they want it to be. Um, but they're still going to score a bunch of points. So, uh, you know, look out for the balls next season. Yeah. Yeah. All right, J.C., tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, all your great stuff. All right. J.C. and Morgan College Football Podcast on Spotify, Apple. Uh, did drop a new uh, episode last week, but it was just Mike and Michael. Because I was at a funeral, uh, but uh, I uh, I will return soon and uh, got some exciting things coming up. A website, uh, a lot more ways you can access JC and Morgan. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Good job. Thanks, fellas. Take care. All right, uh, take this break here on the Alabama One www.alabama1.org. As I tell you, they put your money where your mouth is. I do that. I got the vehicle loan, the mortgage, and the credit card with Alabama One. Each one. Uh, is great for me. They took time for me to sit down, explain it all, uh, walk me through the process. They'll do the same for you. Go to www.alabama1.org. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it built to last. Use yellow. The phone lines will be open when we get back for break. 205-342-9904. You're just a tied 100.9 SC home of Alabama Sports. traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still got that wreck on Alabama 171 at Pruitt Loop Road with delays, and McFarland remains closed at Veterans Memorial because of that police incident earlier this morning. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Winning is in the air this February with a $100,000 Cupid's Fortune Plinko at Silver Star at Golden Moon Casinos. Join us every Friday at Saturday nights in February to win a share of $100,000 in Cupid's Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. 
Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. I told a little story the other day about I had a tire situation. Andrew uh, went and took care of me. He went actually to my house and plugged my tire. That's what kind of insurance agent I got. You're, would yours do that? Well, they wouldn't. Then I'd make the change to Andrew Kniffer. 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 over in Norport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. 205-722-9201. Pick up the phone right now. Call them. Tell them what you need. They'll send you a quote. Then you can make a decision on whether you want to change or not. But I did. It's the best thing that I ever did. Once again, 205-722-9201. All right, to the Andrew Kniffer Allstate Hotline. Get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Morning, coaches. Man, Barry. One point away from me having to eat a big plate of crow. <laughs> wow. One point. Remember I said before the season never started, six, over 60. Yeah, you hit 60. Yeah. yeah. You hit 60, but one point away. Yeah. You, yeah. You'll do it Friday night, probably. Finish that way. Hey, now, when you win Tuesday night, do you go straight to Montgomery then? No, we actually are. Well, first of all, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Um but if we were to win on Tuesday, we would actually play our sites at the Crossplex up in Birmingham. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever been to that place. But uh, there's four Man, sites, so that's where we'll be up in Birmingham. That's something new. Yeah, yeah. I they think keep the, changing this basketball so much. You can't hardly keep up with it anymore. Why they keep changing these areas? Yeah, places to play. Yeah, yeah. So we're up. It in makes Birmingham. sense. You're you're closer to home when yeah. you play there. But yeah, yeah. But uh, so, but Hansville and Jacksonville, they still go in there, right? Yeah, Hansville, Jacksonville, maybe Huntsville, maybe is that another, or maybe Mobile? I don't even know what the foresight is. To be quite honest, I need to look at. It. But uh, all I know is we're going to be in Birmingham. So if, if had we it, were to that, win on Tuesday, oh, listen to you, man, you on a roll. Now, hey, this this sophomore kid, will he be your one next year? Or two. Uh, he plays the two this year. We'll see. Uh, he, but he played really well last night. And one of my guards uh, tore his ACL. That kind of play the one and the two. So those guys will be back next year. But uh, I need some people. I need Nick Saban to hire some coaches. They got some sons that are studs, and they need to come go to school where I'm coaching. Uh, Tom, yeah. Joe, Joe. That'd help a lot. Yeah. That'd help a lot. Yeah. But, you know, you got all Wimp's NIL money, so you're okay. You'll, you'll figure something out. I got who's, who's NIL money? Wimp's. Uh, Wimp's going to put some on you. I mean, he's going to keep this thing going for you, man. Oh, is he? Uh, okay. Wimp, that, that was a fan that gave you his phone last night, wasn't it? Van Davis, Mike's brother. Yeah, that, yeah Mike. Uh, Antoine is going uh, to try to get him on Friday. He uh-huh. is a... Uh, Leading three point shooter in the, I think I'm, I'm not quite telling this right in the nation. I think uh, in the history of college basketball, he's in the made of college basketball, and so he is uh, some player. And um, I talked, I had Mike on, and I felt like I, since he brought some 
Antoine broke some records that I'm not sure what the records are. I had to study them, but uh, he's just a phenomenal yeah. shooter, and uh, he's at Detroit. I so. heard Mike that day. I, yeah. I've been on the app pretty pretty regular now since January, and I've, I've been yeah, Mike. Mike's going to be. On, uh, I'm going to get Antoine. Hopefully, I can call him and get him on Friday. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Now, did I understand you say that Key had a stroke last night? He did. Mm. Oh man! Uh, couldn't get. They had him in the. Uh, they had him in the hall and couldn't get him in a, an emergency room for five hours, and uh, couldn't pull a string at all to get him where he needed to get. His uh, his wife was texting my manager, and then he was sending it to me to pray for him. And uh, he's already yeah. had one stroke. And uh, every time you call him, he always is very positive about going to work out and going to get better. So forth. And then yeah. we talk about his grandkids. So. So uh, you it's not good. did you see his did you get to see his brother Randy? Uh no I didn't. I did get to see Dwight Norris's two brothers. Uh but I didn't okay. I didn't I don't think I got to see Randy. Uh Randy's been having some health problems. I I, yeah. I gotta find out how he's doing. Okay. That's tonight. a new something. A nice school. Yeah, I've I've been there. I've been to some school games. Out the school it. where I lived behind it and coach was burned to the ground. Yeah. And I knew exactly where that house was that you lived in. Yeah. Uh, the baseball field, you know, come up, up on the hill, the baseball field, you, you need went the top, up on the if hill. You know, if, you, if you need a top to a refrigerator, you go down there in the woods, you can find one because I, I left it down there. <laughs> yeah, you right. know that uh, wimp, I don't know if anybody mentioned it to you again, but you know that tornado went through there. Yeah. You hit that old school. Yeah. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, one time when I went, when we were coming back home one night, the, the school had gotten robbed. I don't know what they were stealing out of there. Hope he's, hope he's, uh, you know, let me tell you this funny story. We, I would, I would come in the homeroom and I would read the Birmingham Post Herald. And if they talked or cut up, I'd raise cane with them. I had a paddle and I had the paddle taped. <coughs> and all you had back then, you, you'd be fired today. And if they gave oh, yeah. me any trouble, I took I took them out in the hall, and Jose Collins did too. And they would have to grab their ankles, yeah. And we would whip the fire out of them talking, yeah. and put them back in there. It, it was, and it, uh, you'd be fired in in five cotton ticket minutes. It's unbelievable. Well, so, the last one I got was in the coach's office at Fed County High School. The old gym is still standing there. Low run cannon took his paddle and he had a hose drilled in. Yeah. You, ever, you ever see one like that? No, mine just taped. Oh. Yeah, he had it. was about six, you know, it looked like it was about six inches wide and it had hose drilled in it. And, buddy, he, you talk about where those hose were the next week, yeah. you could see them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he, got, he, he popped me about three times, and that's the last one I ever had. Yeah. That old house, I need to, I know we need to go, people are tired of hearing about that old house there, and it got there, got there with Jim, the youngest one. And um, about after we've been there about a week in that old house, it was a gas heater thing. She said, it's your time to it's your time to heat the bottle." Oh gosh! And so I go in and I get the bottle out, put it in the put it in the can with that that gas deal, and I go over and uh, to the table and put my head on the table to take a nap because I'm so tired. It's two or three or four o'clock in the morning. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I keep smelling something. I look up. I'm heating the ketchup bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heating the cotton ticket oh. ketchup bottle. 
Oh, man. That's the end of oh, stories. I, that's no more stories. <laughs> got, got one quick one for you. Okay. Tonight, 75 points. Alabama scores 75. Over or under, Will? Over. Uh, over. Okay. I thought y'all would go that way. I'm going under. Okay. I'm going under, and I think we're really going to struggle for a while. No, uh, they'll be. What's the line be like tonight? State. What's the line? Uh, uh, I'm eight. looking. Is it eight? Ooh, is that low? I'm looking. Joe, you sure about that? No, so I'm nine not. nine last night, but it could have moved in really? the last 12, uh, last 12 I'm hours. I'm looking right now, so we're not guessing. What the is line it? is nine. So it went up, mm-hmm. Joe. Yep. Nine. So it was 11 and a half. Um, guys, I'm not a gambler. I don't want people to think I'm a gambler, but I do keep up with it real close. Yeah, it was fun but to watch. LSU, it was, it was 11 and a half, you know. And, uh, of course, it is what it is. Yeah. But I do think we're going to. I don't think we'll score over 75 tonight. I think we'll win the game, but I don't think we'll score over 75. It's going to be very similar in Mississippi State, I'm afraid. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Thank you uh, There's Joe. Uh, Joe said I had to get the 60. We got the 60, barely. We got the 60. Uh, we had, they, they had a three at the buzzer to make it to 50, though, so we were okay. Uh, but it was like close. What was the line? Did they backdoor cover you like uh, that? Yeah, no, I was <laughs> set. they were favored, actually. So we were okay. Two men in a truck out of 1330 Martin Roadies. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. But where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. 205-247-5050. That is two Men in a truck, movers who care. Bill Cameron will join us next. This is the Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. We're expecting more information later today from the Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit concerning an early morning chase that led to a domestic violence suspect crashing his vehicle at the McFarland Boulevard Memorial Parkway intersection. The Violent Crimes Unit has confirmed the suspect and a TPD officer did exchange a gunshot. The intersection has been closed most of the morning due to the investigation. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still got that wreck on Alabama 171 at Pruitt Loop Road with delays, and McFarland remains closed at Veterans Memorial because of that police incident earlier this morning. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to have coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. The chance of a few widely scattered showers, the high 73. Tonight, cloudy and becoming windy. Rain, a few thunderstorms arriving, mainly after midnight, the low at 60. Tomorrow, rain tapers off during the morning, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, www.alabama1.org for all the products and services. They'll take great care of you. They're opening branches all over this community. A lot of banks are closing, not Alabama One. They're here to sub serve their customers, and they do it the right way. www.alabama1.org. All right, to the Alabama One hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7, The Drive, down in Auburn. Opelika joins us every Wednesday Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, Barry. Wimp, how are you guys? Good. Okay. Right um, A&M comes into Auburn and breaks the winning streak and then gets by last night. Um, A&M's playing a little bit better than maybe I thought earlier. And Auburn, maybe you and I kind of were on the same page a little bit. They were not shooting real well. I didn't get to see the game. I was somewhere else. But... Um, um, they still got a tough schedule ahead of them. Talk a little bit about last night. What you think about Auburn basketball? Yeah, they actually shot it a little better last night. Wimp. I mean they they were they were at fifty percent uh, just about the entire game until the very end when they had to uh, put up put up a couple of shots. They were over forty percent from three for most of the night. It was one. It was a very frustrating loss uh, for Auburn last night. I mean their last three losses since A and M beat them in Auburn. West Virginia, Tennessee, and then last night they've been sort of different, different type animals up at West Virginia. They played pretty well offensively, turned it over a little bit much. Of course, in Knoxville, that was one of the uh, ugliest offensive games, but a beautiful yeah. defensive game if you really like defense. Yeah. Um, but last night uh, it was it was very frustrating. Auburn couldn't couldn't seem to go uh, um, go up and down the court without without getting a foul called on. Yeah, that, I was going to mention that, and I didn't think you probably wanted to because I mentioned it. And Barry said I'm always. Well, I was just looking at the <laughs> stat. I was looking at the stats to see you know what you know what happened in the game, and it just so happened that they shot 39 free throws. A and M did, and and made 31 of them. So you know that was difference in the game but maybe the game is called correctly i have no idea didn't see it but uh well i mean you know the 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 losing team's always going to feel like uh, that there was a call or two and they're going to remember some of those uh it was a physical game there's no question about that but uh um it it didn't seem that auburn could quite be as physical at times as a&m and auburn got the ball inside i mean they had more points in the paint they had more uh, points off turnovers, so it wasn't as though they they didn't get the ball inside. It's just uh, uh, it's just just the way things went last night. Yeah. It was crazy because A and M had a stretch of around four minutes where they didn't make a field goal, and they caught up while Auburn was shooting fifty percent. That's uh, that, that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But you know, Auburn had their chances. They they missed a few free throws. They uh, they had an opportunity there late. Uh, it uh, it really hurt them that that Janai Broom got into some foul trouble, 
and then uh, Dylan Cardwell, as soon as he came in, he picked up some fouls. They had to go to the to the freshman Treor, who's just just not ready. And uh, I think I think Auburn had eleven fouls called against their centers last night. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not, and and I guarantee you, most of them were fouls. But there were some fouls that were going on on the other side too. But I mean, it's uh, that's something you just have to you have sure. to try to overcome. And right. Auburn Auburn didn't. Is Aubrey good enough with the crowd to beat? And I think Barry probably talked about this, so I shouldn't talk about it, but I don't know. Uh, the Alabama-Auburn game Saturday. Um, is is Auburn capable? Of course, they're capable, but it will, I know the crowd will be in there and packed in there. That should be, that should be a good, heck of a game. Oh, it's going to be crazy with game day. I mean, there are going to be folks in there. You know, if, uh, that have been hanging around for a couple of hours, waiting for the, waiting for the tip. I would expect the students to all be there. Um, you know, they'll probably uh, camp out like they have a couple of times before, and and they'll burst in there and, and be down around the the bottom level. Um, so it, it's going to be it'll be a really raucous atmosphere. They're capable, yeah. Uh, they're I th- they're good enough if they shoot it well, and that's that's one thing that. I feel a little bit better about is they shot it. They they shot it pretty well last night. They're going to have to be able to do that. They can't get, you know, Broom can't get into foul trouble. They got to get a better game out of Jalen Williams. He's a guy that the last couple of ball games has not um, has not played very well. The last couple of games they need him to play well because Wendell Green, uh, Chennai Broom, Alan Flanagan's playing okay right now. He's playing much better, as a matter of fact, right now. Um, but they've got to have everything go go just about perfectly and not get in foul trouble to, to have a chance to win, I would think. Yeah, I would think this um, would be a humongous game, not just because it's Alabama-Auburn, that makes it big enough. But, you know, Auburn... If you look at the backside of their schedule, the last three games at Kentucky, at Alabama, and Tennessee—I mean, oh yeah—that <laughs> could be three losses uh, right there. You know, they could play themselves out of the tournament. Uh, but if you could knock off Alabama, man, that just gives you such a quality win. It almost, you know, if you knock off Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss, that almost gets you in the tournament. But you lose to Alabama, then drop one of those, and then drop those last three, you could start. Uh, getting maybe on the bubble or off the bubble, uh, couldn't you, Bill? Oh, that's a very real possibility, Barry. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, what's Auburn's what's Auburn's best win yeah. this year? Is, yeah. is it Arkansas? I mean, it's it's not over a it's not over a team that's definitely in the tournament. So I mean, yes, they they have they need a a big time uh, quad one win, and they and they don't have one. They've been close, like I said, but close doesn't matter. This the, you know this isn't horseshoes; it's basketball. They've they've lost, I think, uh, four quad one games by a total of uh, thirteen or fourteen points. But uh, that's that's not what they need, and that's that's probably when one thing this year. I mean, Auburn's lost uh, some close games, and in the past few years, they they had a habit of winning. So that's been a big difference. And and I'm telling you, it's it's really funny. Down here, the uh, there there are, there are a lot of Auburn fans that uh, I think have gotten spoiled. I mean, the the expectations. It's like I'm hearing people go, you know, dump this whole roster. Uh, <laughs> it, that 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 Bruce doesn't know anything about guards. No. He can't he can't produce guards, and so I mean, you know how it is when you when you win a little bit, you think. The the fan base then thinks, well, we're never gonna we're never gonna struggle again, and it's like, hey, it's been a struggle this year, and 
one of the things to keep in mind is that missing piece for Auburn has been that that um, threat from the wing. I mean, Alan, like I said, Allen Flanagan's playing better, but they don't really have that guy that can just stroke it from outside. And, and there are quite a few folks that have criticized Bruce and the staff because they don't have somebody like that. Well, it's not for a lack of effort. They've had those guys, but things haven't worked out. Remember they had Justin Powell a couple of years ago. He had that concussion that he transferred out. They go out and they signed uh, Trey Alexander, who's averaging about 15 and shooting over 45% threes at Creighton. He had committed to Auburn, and when they tried to bring in Desi Sills, Alexander thought, well, he's going to take minutes from me, and he transfers out. Then Sills doesn't get in at Auburn. Devin Cambridge is shooting lights out now. Uh, he's become an outstanding three-point shooter at six foot six after he transferred out west. And uh, even Jamal Johnson is uh, um, shooting it pretty well. They just the guys that they have had on the roster or had coming in, things haven't worked out. And then the guy they thought they had for this year, Christian well, Chance Westry. Uh, has been banged up, and, and they're probably looking to get a medical redshirt for him. Yeah, um, I had a pretty prominent media guy here that covers Alabama all the time, so they put in for a credential for the game on Saturday, and they were denied. Uh, so uh, a couple of different people were denied. So I know ESPN's in there. You get, they got to get their credentials. Uh, it's going to be tough to get in that building down there, isn't it, Bill, on Saturday afternoon? Oh, it is. Yeah, I, they did ask me, did I need a seat? And I said, yeah, yeah, I need a seat, but thanks for letting me in. Yeah. Hey, maybe, 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 uh, maybe the Auburn folks are just, uh, trying to pay back, um, pay, pay back the folks in Tuscaloosa after my credential was denied for football. What? Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention that to y'all, but it's like, it was one of those things. It's like, man, I've, I've, I'd never missed a game in Tuscaloosa. Uh, until this year, and it's like, well, I got a granddaughter, so I spend a little time with her. You call Joe Gaither next time that happens. He'll take care <laughs> of that for you, uh, Bill. All right, Bill, um, Kevin Steele, uh, what do the Auburn people think about Kevin when he was down there? I know there was a lot of people that wanted Kevin Steele to be, have the job. Uh, what, oh, yeah. what kind of coordinator? You, you, were on, you were watching him a lot closer than we were. Uh, tell us what Alabama got in a defense coordinator there with Kevin. Uh, they got they got one of the I think they got one of the best just people and and coordinators. Auburn Auburn people really loved Kevin. Uh, I mean, sure there were some that weren't weren't sure if he should be the head coach, but uh, I think everyone was uh, everyone was a little disappointed just to you know to to see things end the way they did and have him go because. Um, I mean, the Auburn defenses got better and were competitive, and and you know, um, I, Auburn people will will look back at that three one seven that he ran against LSU and go, you know, he can come up with some things to really confound the other teams. I I think that's uh that's just a natural that's a natural move for Nick Saban, someone he's comfortable with and he's had there before, and uh, Kevin's uh, uh Kevin's I think far from from being at the end i mean he's a uh he's, he's a guy that that's really really sharp i think i think that's a really good pickup i'm i'm more interested in in watching and seeing uh how, how tommy reese uh trans you know uh transfers from from notre dame in yep that i, I am too that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting um money wise um everybody's uh 
cheating illegally, but uh, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, uh, illegal cheating, cheating legally. Well, cheating legally. Yeah, excuse me. There, I don't know what to do. I can't. I called it a minute ago, and I forgot what I said. But uh, is, are there collectives uh, with uh, a new football coach? I would imagine the excitement is there in, in the love for the school. Um, does Bruce and and football have really going to have a, plenty of collectives? I th- well, we were talking about that yesterday. Right now, I don't think there's any problem. Uh, and it's funny, I thought yesterday, you know, I, I saw AL.com came out with a story about Auburn having its uh, best year profit-wise athletically a year ago, and that included, you know, um, between 30 and $40 million in contributions. Well, I, I wonder how those numbers are going to continue. How can there continue to be record numbers of contributions for the athletic department while the collective and NIL is uh, trying to get money for the players? Do you you not sort of run out when you're trying to tap the same source for both? But right now, I think they're in, in very good shape. I just wonder how long any place, any school, is going to be able to keep up with the current pace that we're seeing around some places with some of the numbers that are being tossed out there, uh, you would think that there's going to have to be some leveling offer or some kind of market leveling at some point. But I, no, I think right now Auburn's, Auburn's in good shape just because of what you said. The, the optimism, people are excited looking at uh, some of the players that, that Hugh Freeze is bringing in and, of course, the success Auburn basketball's had at actually – some of the struggles right now have people wanting to get out there and and and, and uh, thinking. Well, if, if they kick in a little more, maybe they can get a little. Maybe they can get even better players on on the basketball court. Okay, tell them to keep kicking it in over there, um, Bill. Uh, just keep kicking in for all the sports over there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's there, there's a there's a limit to what I, I mean when when I keep getting <laughs> notices because you know I'm I'm media, but I'm also staff and I'm also a contributor, and it's like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, I'm about tapped out. I can't kick anymore. And <laughs> yeah. isn't, isn't, isn't this an amazing thing? I, I could just thought, thought the other day if Coach Bryant woke up and saw this, he would just he would be <laughs> uh, just uh, it's amazing. Yeah, so I've kicked enough. Um, Hugh Freeze uh, and the recruiting there. I guess they'll go through the spring. When the spring practice start uh, for those guys, and then I'm sure they'll. You know, it's one thing to see all the guys see the film, but they'll get a chance to really coach them. And then they'll kind of figure out what they need, and they'll probably go try to pick up a couple guys to add to the team uh, at the next transfer portal, won't they, Bill? Oh, yeah. Spring practice starts two weeks from Monday. That's crazy. The 27th of February, uh, they're going to practice for a week. Then there'll be spring break, and they'll come back and, and uh, head on till April 8th. I mean, he was saying the other day we had a chance to talk with all the assistants and uh, and, and Coach Freeze the other day, and – uh, I don't think he's thrilled about starting it this early because, he, like he was saying, they haven't even had a chance to sit down and get to know each other as as coaches. They've been on the road recruiting, and um, now they've got to try to um, meet with the players and formulate a plan for spring practice. He was saying if they get a couple of sets in, a couple of fronts in defensively, they'll be happy. The main thing they've got to try to do is evaluate the players, but that's what they will do, I think, specifically at quarterback they want to see how um, the guys they have, they only have three scholarship play- quarterbacks on the roster for this spring, see how the three of those guys perform. Then they'll determine whether they want to, whether they need to go out and get an experienced quarterback or 
uh, want to go for for a younger guy who who maybe lost out in a battle that's that's uh, pretty highly touted that has a few years of eligibility left. I would think that position maybe a game breaking type receiver and a linebacker. But other than that, I think he's done an, an unbelievable job of bringing in enough talent that it looks like this team can at least compete in the SEC. Uh, I was asked the other day, you know, how close are they now to being able to uh, to contend? I said, well, I don't know about contend. There's there's uh, Alabama and Georgia, but I think after Alabama and Georgia, I look at the roster now and I think they've they've got uh, the capability to be able to compete with anybody else talent wise. All right, Bill. Real quick before you go, uh, baseball. I guess they get going uh, next week, week from, from Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on there? Man, looking looking forward to that. Good to hear that Joseph Gonzalez is back at full speed and throwing. Uh, they're gonna gonna throw a lot of arms out there the first uh, first few weeks. That's why you play two midweek games. I know Butch is really excited about this. They've got some guys that can swing it, and. Uh, I sort of like being picked down low again. I mean, this is a team that was picked at the bottom of the SEC West last year that made its second trip in three years to the College World Series. He's talking about not just trying to make it to the College World Series and feels like he's got the got the potential. We'll see, though. It's all about the arms, and we'll start seeing that. Hopefully the weather is a little warmer next weekend than it's going to be. It's not going to be frigid this weekend for basketball. But you know, it seems like uh, every year, right at the start of baseball season, that's when that's when we have like a cold front or an ice storm or something like that. So hopefully, the weather is nice because I'm I'm ready to head out to the ballpark and check out some baseball next week. No doubt, Bill. Tell everybody where they can get your great stuff. That's yeah, the drive every day on ESPN 106.7. You can check us online, RadioAlabama.net, or go to ESPNAU. Uh, love for you to join in. We welcome all callers. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Sure thing, guys. Have a great week. All right, there's Bill Cameron. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, you got denied your credential? I did. Ty had gotten zero credentials for the weekend. Right, Gary said he even got denied. I mean, are you kidding me? Who are these people down there? What happens when you build a Cracker Jack arena? Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, Dennis, tell me about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and attorneys that will do everything you possibly can to help you with the right kind of attitude and represent you in the right way. They're in Tuscaloosa, but they're a little bit of everywhere throughout the southeast, 345-1234. If you go by there and visit with them and you decide that you need to go further with it, whether it be a kinfolks or neighbors or whatever it might be, somebody on the highways trying to get after you, then they'll certainly understand, and you'll go to 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them personally, and I think you'll see that uh, they're great people. I also wanted to mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital at 150 on the Narrows Drive, uh, 6350313. Sam goes by there some, and taking Sam uh, by there in a few days, and uh, Dr. Foster and them are very, very good, and you'll get a half price on your first visit uh, if you go by Constant Companion. That's it. All right, uh, you listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. 
is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama baseball has released its national television schedule for the 2023 season. Alabama softball head coach Patrick Murphy announced Team 27's senior days. The Birmingham Stallions have released their 2023 schedule. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, just got word that some of the lanes on McFarland westbound at Veterans Memorial are now open. Please use caution in the area. We still have that wreck on Alabama 171 at Pruitt Loop Road. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Come join our crew. Visit DCH's Mardi Gras-themed nurse recruitment event on Thursday, February 16th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Harrison Gap. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy and very mild today. The chance of a few widely scattered showers, the high 73. Tonight, cloudy and becoming windy. Rain, a few thunderstorms arriving, mainly after midnight, the low at 60. Tomorrow, rain tapers off during the morning, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I just as soon stay home. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from those unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room, $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, to the Wayne's hotline, get Cowboy into the show. Good morning, Cowboy. How you doing, Barry and Coach? Good, buddy. How are you? Hey, Cowboy. I'm all right. Hey, um, who do you guys think's the sleeper team that's coming in the SEC right now? We coming. Basketball. We coming. Uh, Dad, who's the sleeper team in the SEC? You talking about this year or in the future? Yeah, this year. This year, a team that you better start looking out for. Texas? No, he's saying in the SEC now. Well, who's a oh, sleeper I says, team? I thought he says coming in the SEC. No, oh. no, no. Like they're 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 getting their game together. I don't, I, you know, mm. cowboy. I don't see. I mean, like I, I think Texas A and M. Obviously, they're nine and two. Um, I guess 
If you're going to pick one would, team, maybe Arkansas or Florida. Of course, Arkansas was picked to win the league. Them or Kentucky. Georgia's out. Mississippi State's not doing well. Ole Miss is terrible. LSU's terrible. I think everybody kind of is what they're what they are right now. Uh, I don't see anybody sneaking I up. Thinking, on, I was thinking Arkansas because that's a big win they had last night in Lexington. Yeah, but they were picked to win the league. Yeah, but they had a guy get hurt. And now they're kind of getting him back. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think, I think, you know, you may hear more from him the rest of the. But year. I thought for I thought for a while before, excuse me, before he went to Mississippi State, Missouri, but it kind of fit in there. But uh, yeah, they're kind of up and get beat at State when State went three for twenty from the three. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Oh, well. I was thinking Arkansas, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I did say when people were saying they were 2-5, and five, but I looked at their schedule. I did not think they would beat Kentucky. But um, I said they're about to go on a winning streak because they had, you know, A&M at home at South Carolina. They had LSU and Ole Miss, and they won all those games. They did lose at Baylor. Now they've got uh, Mississippi State at home, which they'll win, at A&M, Florida and Georgia at home. At Alabama, at Tennessee, Kentucky, at home, so they got an opportunity to maybe get the nine wins in the league for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go and say it now. Alabama's gonna beat Auburn Saturday. I know we got Florida tonight, but I I believe they're gonna beat them because they if they get Auburn in a brick laying contest and you know defend them, the Auburn don't shoot the basketball real well. Yeah, you know, it's just one you know, one night they score. 43, and then they go score 82. So you just never know. The game of basketball it changes from game to game. <laughs> like right. guys make shots or not. So, yeah. You know. Well, Barry, I know you're kind of a baseball guy. What are you hearing on Alabama baseball this year? Uh, actually, I get to see Roger Myers pretty much every day over at the uh, Student Rec Center, and he thinks they're going to be uh, much improved. Uh, he's, he's really excited about the pitching staff. They think they got some young pitchers in there, and that's always been. You know, a problem for most of these teams, you got to have pitching depth. They've got uh, some guys back with Hammeter and and the uh, other kid there in the outfit. I can't think of his name. So I think they got a lot of experience back. They're excited about their pitching staff. Andrew Pinkney. Yeah, Pinkney, exactly. Thank you, Joe. You read my mind uh, there. So, uh, and I don't think they overschedule. I think they schedule the right way. So they're preseason in the top 25. So. Hopefully, Coach Bohannon and those guys will have a, have a good year. They got to win those non conference games. Last year, they dropped some too many of those games that hurt them. Uh, if you just do okay in the conference, uh, you, you're going to make the tournament. If you don't drop so many non conference games, and they they dropped too many last year, hopefully they'll do better yeah. in that area. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, Coach, how about your uh, Indians this year? How are they going to do? Oh, Cleveland. Indians. Who's that? Guardians. Cle- they're gonna do okay. They guy does a good job managing them. They just they know it's such a small market team that uh, yeah. you know they struggle getting the best players. But um, they they've done okay. What's his name? Fanchon, whatever his name is, done a good job. Yeah, uh, Terry Francona. Yeah, yeah. Now, cowboy. Were, were yeah. you one of those guys? Now I don't see. I don't hear. Maybe you weren't. So. But there was a lot of people around here trying to run Jalen Hurts out of town. Said he was not a quarterback, couldn't throw. They didn't look between the ears. Were you one of those guys that were trying to run him out of town, Cowboy? Where did that come from? Where did 
did that? Where did that come? No, from? I don't know I if you were. I don't know. No, I'm asking. I'm asking. Like, were you were you pro Jalen when he was here? Because I know he's a Texas guy. But there's a lot of people back here that were trying to run him out. I'm not saying you were. I'm asking. We're trying to run well, him out of town. Now they're wanting okay. to claim him as an Alabama guy, but they were trying to run him well, out of town. All right, let's go here then. All right. You brought this up. All right, let's go. All right. I was a big Jalen Hurts fan in 2016. You know, that that kid took a heck of a lick over at Ole Miss and kept fighting <laughs> early in the ball game. Yeah, he did. That was a shot he took. Yeah. And, you know, big Jalen Hurts fan. He, he did well his freshman year. But then when we got to the LSU game down there in Baton Rouge, things started to struggle a little bit. Yeah. You know, we won, what, 7 nothing, 10 nothing. Yeah. It, things kind of started to struggle. And then against Auburn, we struggled throwing the ball with our new defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, on the other side of the ball there for Auburn calling the defense. And then we, then we kind of struggled throwing the ball against uh, Washington in the playoff game. But uh, – Bo Scarborough had a big game that day running the ball. We ran the ball well. And then against Clemson, you know, he had that run late in the game to put us ahead, but we really scored, I think, maybe too early there, but who knows. But there was a lot of times in the third quarter when he would do the Jalen Hurts run to the sideline and throw it in the, throw it away or whatever, and there was no clocking. I think we had three possessions in the third quarter where we didn't even clock. But then the next – Whoa, now you can't blame him for that. Say we scored too early. Now the defense has got to go make the stop against Clemson now. No, I'm not blaming him. I'm I'm just describing the Jalen Hurts deal in Alabama. That's fair. And then we're we're 10-0 and 11-0 at at Auburn that year, and uh, we struggled mightily down there throwing the ball, or they kind of had Jalen defended. Yeah, and then you know we get in the playoff game, and you know I, I, I mean Jalen, I I liked him; he was great. But I, I I I think for what we were doing at that time, that Tua was the better quarterback. Yeah, no doubt, against, no doubt. You put him up against Jalen. Yeah, you know, but you know Jalen left and went to Oklahoma. I you know I, I guess Oklahoma help develop him into being an NFL quarterback, you know, I don't know. Nah. You, know you got people you got people on both sides of the ball on this Jalen Hurts deal, but he's got two tremendous wide receivers and a great offensive line. And, you know, in an NFC championship game, he threw the ball for a pedestrian 121 yards. Barry, Barry, to tell you the truth, your question, he didn't like him here. Well, I don't disagree. Like, he, you know, Tua beat him out, all right? Uh, but I yeah. thought the way he handled it was remarkable. And I don't think the Bama people backed him by having to handle such a they, – they were just negative about him and how he handled a very difficult situation. And so when he left, I don't think they cared, uh, which was fine because uh, they had Tua – but now everybody, everybody now wants to claim him. You know, they, he's an Alabama guy, and he and he loves Nick Saban. He'll tell you how much respect he has and how that 
how that whole situation made him grow up. Uh, so I just think you got to sometimes look at these kids and what's between the ears and not be so critical. That's Can you imagine being the SEC uh, Offensive Player of the Year and then having your job taken when you're a junior? Uh, that's probably hard for the kid to deal with. I just wish the Alabama fan, and I'm not saying I'm not calling you out. I'm calling the fan out. When it doesn't go well, they would still back their coaches. They would still back their players, but they just pile on them so bad. Uh, Pete Golding or Bill O'Brien. I mean, this new guy they got, he may be good, but you telling me he's got more experience than Bill O'Brien? Why do we still trash guys like that, Cowboy, as Alabama fans? And I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm well, saying Bill, 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 Bill O'Brien came in from the NFL with negative connotations about him. He had a lot of problems in Houston. And and you know he what the fans I think want something pizzazzy. They don't they don't like losing. They like holding that upper hand on Georgia. You know you know the, after Georgia beat us last year. Well, it'll be another forty two years before Georgia wins. And I kind of laughed at the people saying that because I said I don't know. They maybe you know they won it again this year. Now they're going for three in a row. That's eating the Alabama people's lunch. They can't stand it. Yeah. They just want to rule everything. And the SEC's not about the Alabama superiority, but Alabama's always done great and has been the bell cow for the league. But sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen. And I, I hate it. But, you know, Jalen was a great I, – I, I, I really liked the kid. I thought he did a great job. But it was obvious in the SEC at that point in time the defense has had him figured out. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't know that I wasn't. I don't give Oklahoma credit for developing. I don't give Jalen Hurts the credit. Uh, he works, man. <laughs> you know that guy gets in there when he got to the NFL. People didn't like it. Him being a second round draft pick. Let's give him the credit for all the work that he's put in. Cowboy, I didn't. Oh, he's done I a tremendous I wasn't, job. I wasn't piling on you. I'm just asking because I know you follow it a lot closer than we do. Uh, yeah. And I really didn't know what side of the, the uh, aisle you stood on on Jalen Hurts. But I just wish we wouldn't trash these people as much as we do. It's a bad look, to be quite honest with oh, you. Oh, I've had to, hey, I'm having to eat some crow with some people because I didn't think he could, I didn't think he'd play in the NFL, and I, yeah. I, I, I've eaten looked. that one pretty hard. Told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cowboy. Yeah. All right, be good. All right, uh, guys, that's the music there, so we got to get out. We're first to main condos, a three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath. We talk about the location all the time. Right there in the historic district of downtown Northport, the direct TV and Internet for free gated community with security cameras. Two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. First to main condos.com. Tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room, 205 657 one month free rent. I also want to thank Alabama One, www.alabamaone.org. Great people. They'll find the best solution for you. They'll look at your credit score. They'll teach you how to, to raise it. Uh, they'll find the best rate for you, whether it's a mortgage, a car loan, credit card. Swing by today. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Thank you, Joe. That's it for today's show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody. to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.